You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Oh, sure. Mike and his love goo are ready. <gasps> yes, folks, and that's what happens when you start Geeky Issue Ever, episode 251. Mike's goo just flows freely right out of him. It just... I, we're going to have to take him to the doctor because his goo flows a little too easily, I think, at times. They might make a pill for that. You think, Mike? Or a suppository. I don't know. Something. <laughs> at least it's going, yeah. oh, God, what did I start now? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think we'll address the goo issue when we get to the weather. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And speaking of the weather, since uh, we recorded, we were recording last Sunday night. It was just before Stella, Stella, and I did see what Jim Cantori on the Weather Channel. There's a clip of him doing it too, standing in the snow yelling at. So it, it gave me great pleasure. Um, we did get snow here. We got uh, probably eight inches on the grass thereabouts. Uh, the roads were about four inches, but between that and the cold weather. Because what well, we didn't shovel off uh, Tuesday after it stopped snowing, it turned really cold, and it turned to solid ice. I mean, awesome. the crap on my car, because I didn't get it all cleaned off, even going 60 miles an hour down the highway would not blow off. There you was, mean you couldn't, you, you couldn't blow chunks off at the drivers behind you? That no, it was, their windshield it and, was frozen that hard because I was trying oh. to break it up. Um, cause we went down in the, we went down below 10 degrees, uh, was it Tuesday night into Wednesday? Yeah. Cause that's when my heater, my furnace crapped out. So yeah, it went, it got really cold and it stayed cold. The kids, my kids ended up missing the entire week of school because of the ice and stuff like, because we have a lot of rural area on mm. the, in the Western part well, of the County it, mountains yeah. that the buses couple days they started out with two hour delays and then I guess as the buses got out there and said oh, we can't get there <laughs> they ended up closing it so the kids they were closed Tuesday Wednesday Thursday they actually had Friday and and tomorrow off so they got a, a late winter early spring break whatever you want to call it so but they extended their school year because they didn't build any snow days into the calendar this year so it is oh. what it is but uh, we had a glorious week. Other than, like I say, it did get a little cool here in the house because my central heating system went out. Uh, we woke up Wednesday morning, and it was 62 degrees upstairs. And I think uh, down here where my office is, it was probably about 55. Oof. So it was it was a little on the cool side. For, I mean, I was okay. Um, it was a little on the cool side for everybody else. So I fired up the infrared heaters. And um, got that all, got the warm, it takes a while, but they warmed the house. And we actually used them until Friday when I finally got a furnace guy out here to take a look at it. And my heating system is working now. Um, it still needs, uh, what did he call it? Uh, is it a, not a limit switch? There's another switch that goes in the gas furnace uh, that needs to be replaced. But the system runs so it keeps the house you know, where everybody likes it, it's 70 degrees. Now, of course, last night I had the ceiling fan running, but, you know, everybody's comfortable except for me, but that's okay. I'm good with it. And then this week, 
it's supposed to get warm because the last of my little white angels that I had in the yard have all melted as of today. So I wept openly, stood at the window, weeping and crying. A Said a so, little prayer. Dominus, Dominus, my little baby. Yeah, see, in uh, our situation was inverse because last Sunday when you were drooling over that crap that we were getting, we got about, uh, I suppose, maybe 10 inches, maybe a foot. Um, I was sitting there weeping as I watched that crap come down. And then today, uh, except where there's shadows, most of that stuff has melted and uh, gone away. So uh, your your love goo is melting and rolling down the streets uh uh, of Clark and it, it's going away. So this makes me happy. It was actually up to about 62 outside. Um, so it's lovely weather. I should have gone outside, but I just, I kind of felt like staying in the house and vegging a little bit. Um, back's been bothering me just a little bit. So I thought just sit back, relax, play a nice game of borderlands and shoot some stuff and then go back to work Monday and haul some stuff around. But, uh, the rest of this week looks like it's going to be, uh, 40s maybe getting up slightly into 60s so this is my kind of weather this is what i've been waiting all winter for is uh, i can go outside without having to put on layers of clothes and worry about which part of my body is going to get frozen and fall off um so i'm i'm happy now it probably my fingers or my toes i'm, I'm glad you clarified that <laughs> yes specific yes. on the appendage yes please <laughs> This this is an appendage specific podcast. <laughs> yes, might have been my tongue. You never know. Oh, I don't go around okay. licking flagpoles. But wait, yeah. So Kevin, you were supposed to have a lot of snow last week and didn't. We were not supposed to have a lot of snow and got sixteen to twenty. It was yeah. so bad that everything was closed on Tuesday. Everything: the shopping malls, the grocery stores, the schools, everything. Even my husband's business, he came home at 9.15. He went in, he turned around, he came back. He never, ever has done that before. Yeah. It was so bad. Still out there, um, unfortunately, but (laughs) it has been warm-er. Not warm, but warm-er. At least we've lost all the icicles. They're not hanging on the roof anymore, so that part's good. It's going to be about... Mid to high 40s this week, except for Wednesday, where it's going to be cold again. But then it's supposed to get back up into the 40s and possibly 60 on Saturday. Yeah, we're we're 40s uh, tomorrow, then 50s and towards 60, and then it drops off into the 50s towards the end of the week for us. So I'm I'm hoping that we can stay down in the 50s, so I'm at least comfortable. I don't want it to get too hot to yet because now that the snow's melted, my poor snowblower did get to get used one time this year, and I bonded with it very, very, very briefly. But it was fun. It uh, next thing I know is I'll have to quickly switch it with the damn lawnmower. So. <laughs> well, you know the snow is so bad here that there are ten. Now, keep in mind today's Sunday as we record. So this was what Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, five days ago that we had the snow and there are communities around here that still have not been plowed out. Wow. That the sidewalks haven't been plowed, that the, the people have to park on the street are still complaining to the cities because they, they can't park because it hasn't been plowed yet. Yeah. It was, uh, when I got up Tuesday morning, um, it was, they were actually out plowing the streets, but I said, you know, this, I'm not crossing the mountain. I'm not risking going to work. So it was, uh, I telecommuted Tuesday, 
and that made it easy for me. And I think there was probably most of my department ended up telecommuting that day. So it worked out okay. We were able to manage everything. But, um, yeah, it was. I wasn't risking it. And then Wednesday I didn't make it in because I was waiting for a furnace guy that sort of showed up. I'm not going to go into that. That just makes me angry. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was... It was rough, but it cleared up pretty quickly. By Thursday, most of the main roads down here were just, um, or Wednesday afternoon, excuse me, they were dry and clear. There were like maybe small ice spots where stuff might melt a little bit, but it was so cold, not much was melting. So, yeah, and you see Monday, uh, yeah, like I say, we had about 10 to 12 inches. We had a two hour late start. And so I have to be at the school by 5.30 in the morning, even though we had a two-hour late start because I got to uh, clear the sidewalks and everything. So they haven't plowed the streets yet. Well, no, well, I take that back. The street right to the west of us, they keep clear because that goes up to the nursing home, which is just on the other side of the block from us here. And so they keep that. So I got there, but then the parking lot at the school hadn't been plowed yet. So I get in the driveway and I get stuck. Uh, and so, yeah, so I get the snow, I walk into the school, trudge through all the snow, get the snow blower out, blow up to my car, blow a little path there so I can get in the parking lot and out of the driveway at least. So I get in there, I start doing that, I start blowing snow, I get a couple of the walks clear. I get to the front walk, I get that about halfway clear, it's not throwing snow. Well, I f flip it over and the belt come off. Well, I figured, piddled around, got the belt back on. Well, then the belt decided to break. So then the, by that time, the, the auto parts store was open. That was like 7 o'clock in the morning. So I went down there, got a new belt, got that put on. And the snowblower has been having problems. I'm not a small engine mechanic, but it's been having problems. It would, it'll would it run fine. It'll start sputtering and just doing weird stuff. So I was having trouble. And finally, the guys that was there cleaning out the parking lot took pity on me. And they took their uh, skid steer mounted snowblower and finished blowing out the rest of the walks. Uh, so that we could get the kids in and uh, get school started. So Monday did not start out real well for me. But um, and then they, they, we kind of bookended the uh, week. I so I, I like to have fun with the business manager at school. So I said I went in there. I said, you know, I'm going to give you a, an Irish history lesson because Friday was you know St. Patty's Day, and I'm I'm part Irish here. So I went in there and said, you know, history of the Irish. We're you know. We're known for being bards and poets and singers and stuff, but we were also brought over this country to, um, you know, do manual labor, build railroads and sewer systems. So I decided to celebrate my Irish by trying to unplug the drain for uh, the by the dishwasher in the high school there. Well, since I'm only part Irish, I couldn't finish the job, so I had to call the sewer company or the uh, Roto-Rooter people, whatever you want to call them, to come out and finish it. So I said, that's that's your Irish history lesson for the day. So, um, you know, a little bit of the Blarney from, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure some of my ancestors must have, you know, eaten part of the Blarney stone because I like to sling it pretty good. I'm not going to comment on that whatsoever. <laughs> I'm I, I, not I, going to touch that. No, I got my Irish on uh, this Friday, so I was just full of it, uh, full of the Irish or full of something. I don't know. At least I wasn't yeah, love uh, <laughs> Well, if you call uh, 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 Bailey's Irish Cream Love Goo, well, then there you go. I might, I might consider that, so I don't know. We'll see. Well, I think the closest I came to anything Irish on Friday was I drank uh, some mango-flavored water 
flavored water, which was kind of a green color. So that's about as close as I got. And I think I fell asleep about 9.30 Friday night. It had been one of those weeks. So, mm, okay. Yeah. Not much Irish love. Uh, not that I dislike the Irish, but not much Irish celebration for me. I just kind of faded out, and that was the end of it. So, well, enough about the weather, because we don't want people to think this is the geekiest weather show ever. So we'll move on. Uh, first of all, uh, you've noticed we haven't heard from Melissa. Melissa is spring-breaking it at 7,000-plus uh, feet. Uh, we don't know if that's her actual height or the height she thinks she's at. We're not sure. The air starts to get thin. Melissa may be hallucinating. We're not really sure, but she sends well, her regrets and apologies. So, and she didn't specify if there was ground under her. I don't know. You know, she could be. You know, she could be an angel and just flying right now. Yeah, it's better than me floating over your bed, isn't it? <laughs> That's what oh, I'm visualizing. <laughs> I would rather visualize Melissa than you. I'm sorry, Kevin, but you just don't do it for me. You have to take That's that up with Nate, not me. <laughs> Sure, yeah, he might have something to say about that also. Deb might too, okay. but I'll let you deal with that. Yeah. And now Melissa can't catch her breath again. <laughs> breathe, Sorry. breathe. Breathe, Melissa, breathe deeply. And speaking of breathing and health, I'd made some changes to my Apple Watch this week. And we've talked about it before. I share my activity and all that with Elisa and Melissa. We, we're buddies and all that on whatever you call it, activity or whatever the... Well, I decided to finally move from my move my watch from being synced with my old phone, the iPhone 6 Plus, over to Luscious. Right here's Luscious. Do you, do you want a moment, Anyway, moved it over to there, and I did that yesterday. It was about midday yesterday. And I thought, fine, you know, we're good. I didn't change a whole lot. I went ahead and did it. I just unpaired and repaired but i've noticed something odd i mean we've talked before about how the activity tracking seems to be off it doesn't always seem to be really accurate we've had i don't know, we've talked about that on probably four or five shows uh but i noticed i paired it and then i went out to do my usual saturday stuff which would normally rack up quite a bit of activity for me and it barely racked up any activity for me at all i'm going the frick is going on here? It didn't make any sense. It's just like when I did the snow blowing the other day, I got credit for about 40 minutes of exercise. I didn't even start a freaking workout, but it credited me with a 40 minute, a 40 minute workout. But I don't understand because why. Because your heart rate went up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it went up when went I pulled up. the muscle in my leg. <laughs> I, I thought I was going to say, I thought your heartbeat would go up every time you saw snow, but you know. It does. It does. Well, that's why when you when you set it for an outdoor walk, but if you're just going out for a stroll, you might be going out, you might walk for an hour, but but credit for 20 minutes because your heart rate didn't go up a certain amount. So you do get credit for exercise, even though you're not setting an exercise. Right, right. But like I say, since I did this yesterday, I'm getting, I mean, and I I had my usual Sunday today, which I kind of vegetated for the most part, maybe a little bit more today than I do other Sundays. And I've gotten almost no credit for activity today. So I'm not sure what the hell's going on. It'd be interesting to see, you know, I go back to work tomorrow. And, and, and you know, Lisa, because you see that, you usually see my activity first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. that's, right. that's how you can tell if I'm alive or dead. 
That's um, right. So, <laughs> Lisa keeps check on me, folks, to make Seven sure I'm still- o'clock every morning. When I get out, the first thing I do is Kevin alive. Okay, there's activity. He's good. He's moving. So he's breathing. Um, so I'll be curious to see because tomorrow's pretty typical work day if I remember my schedule. I've got, I don't know, half a dozen meetings and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's it should be a typical work day, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So I'll be curious to see because the only thing that I can think different when I set the watch up with the 7 Plus versus my 6 Plus phone is I didn't mean to, but I accidentally set my age. And I don't think I did before. I set nothing else other than my age. And I don't know why that would, you know, if I'm older, why it would, you know, if it thinks I'm older than I was before, would that make any difference in the activity? I don't think so. I mean, this is showing that you took 2,932 steps today. Holy fuck. And that you... (laughs) You stood 10 out of 12 hours, got zero exercise minutes, and you got 30% of your move calories. Yeah, and see, I didn't change my move calories at all. I still have it set at 550, which is mm-hmm. where I was before. Right. So I and don't it's showing that you did 166 calories. I don't, I don't know. I got to figure out what's going on here because this is just weird. The way you, it, did it show that you'd have 2,932 steps? Um, let me see. Oops, wrong way. Oh, that's Melissa. That's not me. <laughs> well, uh, I'm a little behind on my podcast listening. So the last uh, show I listened to, uh, Three Geekiest Ladies, you guys were talking about the reader response that you had about your app or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. watch. And you guys were talking about calibration. Now, okay, I'm the the uh, non-Apple Watch person here. So when you calibrate it, is there some way, uh, you know, you said you were getting credit for knitting. Well, you know, that's small arm movements. Is there a way you can calibrate it to ignore things like that and then pay attention to arm movements like when you're out Not to my knowledge. Not to my knowledge. In fact, I was going to bring that up. I did a lot. I did some crocheting today. 8,536 steps I've taken so far. I did not. I haven't left the house since Friday morning. (laughs) I haven't, I did not take that many steps today, maybe Mm 2000, but I was sewing today. So, you know, sitting, I'm sitting down sewing. And even though I was up and down, up and down, because when you're sewing, when you're quilting, you sew, you have to stand up and, and iron things out. Then you sit down, you sew, and then you iron back and forth, back and forth. I would still get the notification. You have to stand up now. (laughs) Every 30 seconds I was standing up, but because I wasn't moving for a solid minute, it's not giving me the credit. I'm going to recalibrate my watch once it's nice enough for me to walk outside because the only way to do it is to walk outside. You have to do either an outdoor walk or run for 20 minutes. So I'm going to re- I'm going to wipe out the watch, recalibrate and see what happens. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I it, yeah, I see the 2900 steps that you're talking about and I would bet today at best I took 1000. So it's off big time. Yeah, yeah. Now, if we had the most current version of the watch, would it be different? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, that was the only thing that came to mind because I have a, it's a more current phone, but I don't know how that would play into what the but watch the phone, itself is doing, you know. The, no. the, the phone's just a record keeper. It should, right. Just, right. should be getting the stuff from the exactly from the watch. But right. again, I was grasping at what's different, and the only thing different the only two things different is the phone it's paired to and the fact that I actually told it how old I was. 
So those are the only two differences between when it was paired to the 6 Plus versus the 7 Plus. So it's just bizarre. It doesn't make any sense to me. And just as you were, you guys were talking, my Pebble watch went off and said, you have taken 1,194 steps today. So uh, serendipity, it's a wonderful thing. Um, but, you know, I just, you know, I'd be curious to see how, uh, you know, and I haven't paid a lot of attention to steps on my watch because there's nobody for me to compare them to. Um, you know, because I, I, I don't get to hang out with the cool guys like you do. Uh, <laughs> this is true. Yeah. This is yeah. So that's but you know that's my own self-imposed thing. But you know, uh, and I would I wonder how because you know even if I had the Apple Watch, my I would be racking up steps. Well, I do. I'm a custodian. I do a lot of walking, but I would be racking up a lot more steps because uh, like I'm going into the night shift now, so two weeks of like dusting, dust mopping the floors. So um, you know, I probably have a you know an unusual high uh, step count. Uh, and I was just wondering, so calibrating, you know, if there was a calibration, probably wouldn't do me much good because that's kind of vigorous arm moves. But I would was wondering, or maybe Apple will think about it at some point, being able to put a calibration of some sort in there. So if it detects small, you know, movements like you would for knitting, because um, I would assume it's a little different than if you're out. Right. Well, I, I think I mentioned on this show when I tried moving the watch to my right arm, on my right wrist. When I was brushing my teeth, I got all this credit for walking because my hands, you know, I'm moving my hands up and down to brush my teeth. Yeah. I and don't. then, Kevin, I'm wondering if the only th and I, I don't know this for absolute fact, but I'm wondering if putting your age in is only helpful as far as your heartbeat, because I know when I go to the gym and on the treadmill, it'll have like this little chart and it says if you're between, say, 20 and 25, your heart rate should be up here when you're walking or running, and if you're 25 to 30, you know, and so on and so forth, where you're, where the heart rate should be. And as you get older, it should be a little bit lower. So I'm wondering if that's something that would, I don't know, if it would notify you in any way, like if at your age, if your heart rate should be, I don't know, no higher than 100, and if it goes to 110, it notifies you somehow. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't I know. Don't, what, I don't know. I mean, when they did my stress test that I talked about a few weeks ago, they pushed my heart rate up to over 141. I know that's where they had to get it to, to do the test. Um, and I know it was, I can guarantee you, it was definitely up there. I felt it more than more than I ever wanted to feel it. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, my normal resting heart rate um, prior to this, according to the watch, was somewhere between about 57 and about 65 beats per minute. That's what my normal resting heart rate was, so... I have no freaking clue, but I'm going to monitor it this week and see what it does as far as activity. Because I don't want Elisa calling me thinking me thinking I'm dead or something. You know, she gets up and you know, Kevin hasn't moved. Oh God, he's dead. You know, and then she starts the party. But see, <laughs> no more snow angels. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but and then Mike won't have anything to. Do. Never mind. I'm not going to say what I was getting ready to say. I'll just stop right there. Um, well, your your sensor kicked it in time. Yeah, my my mouth break worked. Uh, it it's just I don't know. It was just odd to me that suddenly I wasn't getting as much credit for the same amount of credit for activity that I was getting before. I guess. And the only two, like I say, the only two things different are the phone 
and the fact the watch now knows that I'm an old fart. So, I mean, other than those two things, there's nothing else changed. Well, so, I, I mean, just, it did do the one day it came up and said, I was trying to show somebody the heartbeat thing. They came up and said zero. I went, shit. I'm dead. Now, everything is, there's so much in this. Where, I can't remember now, where do we find uh, where you put your age? Is it under the activity or is it under the watch? It was in the setup process. I don't think I could get back to it now, Lisa. Oh, okay. I'd have to really I'm dig looking, around. Yeah, because I'm looking for health, it. I health probably, info? And maybe it was. It might be in the health info app on the... Uh, well, yeah, under yeah under health, it's got my birth date. Yeah. So, because I need the watch to wish me a happy birthday as I'm dying, so... Ha-ha, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, you didn't make it. Hi. <laughs> Yeah. So, who wins the pool? Oh, yeah. Anyway, Deadpool, um, dead podcaster yeah, there pool. There you go. Well, then I'm gonna uh, just as we're sitting here talking, I just had the next inspiration for the next Apple product. It's going to be the Apple ankle bracelet. So you know, it'll be able to correctly monitor how many steps you take, and it'll also be able to uh, help you locate your your. Uh, nearest Apple store by guiding you there because it'll always have GPS built into it, you know, much like the ankle bracelets that they give you when you're on work release or something like that. So um, there's your a lot more accurate. It will be a lot more accurate. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they're getting into jewelry, so why not, or into fashion or whatever they're going. So why not make a, you know, a fashionable ankle bracelet or something, you know, partner with Fitbit or something like that. So yeah. Yeah. And I can see it now, people walking down the street and have this ankle thing, and suddenly it starts dragging them, you know, unconsciously towards the Apple store. Apple store. Or it'll have a battery with a couple probes built in, and it'll start shocking them. You went past the Apple store. You know. Yeah. You've walked past the Apple store without entering. Oh, shit. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, and. And then since people are so proud of their Apple products, I'm just envisioning uh, now, you know, people with their pant leg rolled up so you could see their fashionable uh, <laughs> ankle, uh, Apple ankle bracelet. Oh, God, I don't think there's some people I know that are in Apple products. I want to see them with their pant leg rolled up. I think I'll pass on that one. Thank well, you. Better that than their pants pulled down. This is true. Yeah, that's true. But some people do both. So, I, you know, I, there's no accounting <laughs> for taste. <laughs> Or here we go, uh, the uh, Apple garter belt. The eye garter. Eye garter. <laughs> I got. I got to stop this. So yeah, you garter stop it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're, we're going down a dangerous. No, we we crossed it. We crossed it. I getting punched. A little punchy. Yeah. So yeah. But in 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 essence, talking about health, my. When I was at the doctor, he was so kind to tell me you're you're going to die someday, that <laughs> that he that did nice. also recommend that I might want to start monitoring my blood pressure, and I'm going. I have no clue how to take my blood pressure, so I did a little research online, and they make blood pressure cuffs that are all digital, that just fit on your wrist. You don't have to mm. have the big sphagmon, whatever the thing's called. It goes on the upper part of your arm and. All this mm-hmm. shit, because I'm sitting there trying to envision me with a stethoscope and not knowing what the <laughs> hell I'm doing. And how to, and 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 squeezing that little bulb, and then they read it and they go, "Okay, one twenty over 80. Like, how do you know that? Yeah, that's 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 what I don't get. So I purchased a uh, generation guard, 
it has pictures of old people on it, so that made it really good. Uh, it's the GM 500W wrist blood pressure monitor. I will hold this up so that Mike and Elisa can see the old people there. And it's all digital. So what I'm going to be doing is checking my blood pressure. At this, You're supposed to do it same time every day, the same location. You're supposed to sit quietly for 5 to 10 minutes before you check it. I checked it one time yesterday, and it was 184 over 90-something. Uh -huh. I went, I don't think that's right. So. <laughs> God. But you, so it, it gives you directions. You put it on your wrist and you hold your wrist about uh, the same height as your heart. So you're supposed to rest your elbow like on a table or something like that. Then you hit the button and it inflates and it does a little thing. And it's a nice digital readout. I think, I don't know how well you guys can see that digital readout mm -hmm. that's there. But it's Is that something you bought on Amazon or like at the drugstore? Amazon. Amazon. The drugstore wanted a good. A, Pretty good amount for this. I found it on Amazon for twenty nine ninety five, hmm. I think, and then my Prime account got it delivered in one day for free. Hmm. I right. said, you know, not not bad. But I'm going to be monitoring my blood pressure. I didn't want to have to be going up to the stupid. Oh, I shouldn't say that stupid. They're nice people, but the CVS or someplace like that all the time. But I've heard those aren't terribly accurate. That's what I was worried about, how accurate. And the doctor did tell me, he said, it's not about exactly how accurate it is. It's more seeing, you know, okay, if it's staying level the whole time or, or are you going up and down or whatever. Uh, because yeah. of the headaches I was having was what they were concerned about. And that's the reason they asked me to monitor it. So we'll see. I'll report back as I start to collect the data. This actually has memory. You can store the store it in memory and then uh, get an output. It'll give you a graph and say, oh, shit, you're dead, you know, or something like that. <laughs> but it ranks you a hypertension. You're at risk for certain type of hypertension or, you know, all this sort of thing. Um, it's interesting. So we'll, we'll see how this leads. But it's a neat gadget. You know, it fits on your wrist. I do have to take my Apple Watch off to do it because I put it on my – it does recommend your left wrist. So it says not to use it after you've had a bath. Or something else. I forget what it is. So I'm not sure what all that has to do with it. But um, we'll see. I plan on like maybe after dinner and evenings before I get sit down, go in, sit at the kitchen table, relax, not talk to the family. That way I can relax even more and then start the start it and see what it has. It only takes about, oh, maybe a minute if it's that long to get a reading. So it's it's pretty quick. So, I'm I, you know, I'll let you know what I think of it. It's interesting. Uh, I was sitting here looking at them because I was wondering, um, you know, I can get one with Bluetooth in it so that uh, uh, I'd have to see if it if it would uh, send stuff to, like, your health app on your phone. That's what I was wondering, too. They do make such things. Matter of fact, last Monday's episode of iOS Today actually had a lot of those similar things on it. Uh, Megan and Leo were talking about health things, and they had the stuff you could put on your wrist that Bluetoothed or wire, Wi-Fi, whatever. I think it was all Bluetooth back to your phone to record the data and all that sort of thing. And those were, you know, uh, FDA approved and all that sort of thing. And most of those started at about eighty bucks and went up, depending on the functionality. Because that would be nice to be able to give to your doctor. Just go, you know, just show them the phone and say, here yeah. you go. Well, I'm going to keep a spreadsheet 
Yeah. And then not I'll, that it's that hard to yeah, make a spreadsheet I, or something. Yeah, I'll keep a spreadsheet. I'll draw a graph and I'll go, here's where I died. And then here's where I yeah. came back to life. I came back because my wife said, get up. <laughs> get your bitch. ass. Get, up. <laughs> get well, your ass out the bed. And I have toyed with the idea of getting a Bluetooth scale because I should maybe, you know, like I say, you know, we're all moseying down this path of life. And, you know, I should consider maybe making a few health choices because I'm not indestructible. And so thinking about, you know, getting a scale and maybe watching my weight. Yeah, it's still I there. watch mine. <laughs> yeah, it's it's still there. Yeah, I watch uh, mine too. Still there. Yeah, <laughs> occasionally at the school they have the uh, the scale that the wrestlers use. And I'll step on there and I go, yeah. Um, but I thought about getting one here at home and monitoring it. And like I say, maybe if I ever wanted to get real serious, get one that would uh, tweet out my weight because I know Leo Laporte had one oh, several years ago. Uh, yeah. But but you know maybe a little fat shaming or something. Uh, you know, maybe motivate me or something, but uh, I get enough I thought fat, about something like that. I get enough fat shaming looking in the mirror in the morning. I don't need <laughs> any more than that. Well, my wife is pretty good about it, but you know, whatever. Um, but uh, I'd consider something like that, and you know, uh, you know, all these uh, other devices. I wonder, you know, now I got thinking, what other devices can you input into your phone or into something that uh, you know, from the the tech angle. Um, that you could use to monitor your health. You know, now I got to now, uh, I could have never had to contemplate it before, but for like diabetics, I wonder if there's a glucose monitoring system mm-hmm. that, um, you would, uh, so you could keep track of that and you wouldn't have to write it down. Uh, something like that. Now, you know, that just, it got me thinking about such things. Yeah. I, there is a lot of that sort of stuff, especially they were talking about headphones and stuff, uh, the in-ear type. That can check your heart rate, your blood pressure, and all that, as opposed to the what I was showing on the uh, uh, on the wrist type of things, where they had one. Megan had one that went like a standard one up around your arm, uh, or up on your upper arm here. So it was um, there were all kinds of them, and of course they all require FDA approval, and um, it's it's very. I think that's where the investment comes and makes some of these places shy away from it. Um, and that, that's the reason I know Apple didn't do the go through the whole thing with the watch here because they didn't get the all that FDA approval as mm-hmm. far as I know. Unless I'm, I could be wrong, but you know, that's why some of the data is kind of not guaranteed. I guess is the way they say it or something. They have some disclaimer. Well, that would be a legal uh, you know, F, health information like that would be a legal nightmare because if you don't do it right or something's incorrectly reported and you know uh, HIPAA laws privacy there's a whole number of things i suppose it's a legal um, minefield and probably not for the faint of heart uh, you probably want some lawyers on retainer at least if you're going to do something like this so if something goes wrong you can defend yourself so you know i know people are going to try it i just don't know uh, you know, if I was a company, I don't know, don't know if I'd want to try and do it because I could just see a whole passel of uh, headaches with something like that. Yeah, I, like I say, if you go watch the iOS today for would be the uh, the 13th or listen to it, I don't care, the 13th of uh, March, you can hear some of the stuff that they talked about. Um, 
because apparently Leo has to take blood pressure medicine because his blood pressure's through the roof and, you know, things like that. We discovered these things. But it, they did give some good suggestions and talked about some things that you can do and some of the devices, some of the devices that are out there, they actually had them, uh, you know, to play with or to test, I guess, or review. So, but anyway, enough about the health or Melissa. Elisa, she's channeling us now. <laughs> Elisa has to regale us with more tales of AT&T and their love for her. This will be quick. Got the bill again this month. Waited a few days. The free phone. That was the buy one, get one free phone. That came off. That was on Friday. Checked again yesterday, Saturday morning. Still didn't get my discount. Okay. So I call. And as soon as the lady answers, I said, I have an ongoing problem. I want to talk to a manager. I want to go right up there. And she goes, okay, let me just get your information so I can get your account pulled up for him. So I gave her the information. And this guy comes on. He's nice. He's a nice guy. He was a manager. Told him what was going on as far as how I turned the phone in, but they lost it. And I still hadn't gotten my credit, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I'm really sick of the fact that I did everything right. You did everything wrong. And I'm the one who has to pay the price for it. And he goes, this is what killed me. Like I said, really nice guy. But he goes, oh, I understand. I can take care of that for you. I fix these problems all the time. I said, I said, this is the problem. You just told me what the problem is. Why should you have to fix this problem all the time? Yeah, if you have a fixer, there's a problem. Yeah. I said, this is ridiculous. 40 minutes we were on the phone because things take time. So finally he goes, okay, I got your credit for the month. So you got to log out of your account, log back in. And I said, great, I see the credit. But where's my credit for February? Oh, Okay. I said, I'm good through January. I said, because the store manager took care of it for me, but I'm still waiting for February, March. So he puts me back on hold, takes care of it. I log out, log back in. There's my credit. He goes, this should never happen again. From this moment forward, you should show your credit every month. I said, let me tell you something. We have been on the phone for 40 minutes for something that shouldn't have happened in the first place. That's 40 minutes that you could have spent helping someone else who really, truly had a problem, not fixing this stupid problem that shouldn't have happened in the first place because you have a stupid billing system. Yeah, really. Because, well, that's the way the billing system is. I said, for example, I go to Target. I spend $100. Two days later, I bring something back for $20. When I get my credit card, <laughs> I see a debit for 100 and a credit for 20 I owe $80. They don't say to me, oh, in a couple months, we'll give you back that $20. But pay the 100 now. We'll give it to you eventually. That's not how it works. Yeah, it's... That's the way you're doing it. You should issue me my bill. And when the bill is issued, all the credit should be showing up right then and there. So the bottom line of what I owe is right there. And I can look at it and go, yep, that's what I owe and pay the bill. Yeah, really. I mean, it it shouldn't be that damn hard. I've worked on billing systems from almost my entire IT career. I've rewritten parts of billing systems during my IT career. So this does not make any sense. There's something that they don't want to fix on That's the back end. the way they do it. And I said, I have been a customer since forever. My bills have been paid in full every single month always on time. He goes, yes, we call you the gold customer. I said, I'm more than a gold customer. You're freaking platinum. That's right. 
Well, I think their problem might be that they their database is probably running on an old XP uh, Windows computer somewhere, and they don't want to risk trying to migrate it over to something and change things. So they're just going to leave it as it is because yeah. it's working well enough. It's on a, on a Univac. That's what it's running on. For but the I, don't, I don't understand how you can say that a customer has a credit coming for whatever reason, but wait a few days before you issue it. Why I still don't understand why you don't say, this is how much your bill is, this is how much money you spent, minus what we owe you as a credit, so that this is what you owe us. This is the bottom line. Yeah. And uh, why do customers have to call up? I mean, he's used to people like me having to take care. He goes, yeah, it happens all the time that when people get their free phones or they're supposed to get a discount of some sort every single month for a certain amount of time, customers are constantly calling and saying, where's my money? And he's the one who fixes it for him. It's like, you're, I, you, it, it, my day was, I felt like drained afterwards. The whole rest of the day, I was just oh, kind yeah. of like, blah. It like took it out of me. I'm like, I'm so sick of this. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, I mean, it's just wrong that they did. And you, you're AT&T, correct? AT&T. I wonder if they're still running on the same billing software that a friend of mine helped write back in the uh, mid-'80s. Because when my, a good friend of mine graduated from college, he went to work for AT&T uh, down in North Carolina. Yeah, he was down in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And he worked on their billing system. Now, I don't know if it was customer-facing billing or you know, billing for manufacturing or so, because he was near a manufacturing plant, if memory serves me correctly. I should call him and say, do you think they're still using the same billing software you helped write in the late mid to late 80s? It doesn't make, I mean, I understand why they make you wait three months. I don't necessarily like it, but I understand why they make you wait three months when you have a free phone, just to make sure that you haven't returned it. Okay. But then once that three months has passed, it should be boom. Well, they, there's the, your credit. They should have in a typical billing system, you have rate codes and there should be a rate code that they put on the account that has an effective to and an effect effective from and an effective to date on it. I mean, that's standard practice in almost any type of billing system. Uh, again, I've written billing systems. I've modified them. I should say not really written them from the ground up, um, but uh, that's the way you do it. You say this rate is effective for Elisa for this amount of time. And if that's a debit or a credit, you know, whatever it is, that's what it is. And it just, it should work that way. It shouldn't have to be being corrected. There's, there's some funny business going on somewhere and I have no clue what it is, but that's and the way they also list it is we have six lines. So each number, it'll have the number and the person's name. And then you hit the little plus sign and it opens up and it says, you know, how much you're paying for you're, we're paying $40 minus a $25 credit. So we're paying $15 a line and the taxes and blah, blah, blah. And then when you have your phone, it'll say, um, say installment seven out of 30, which is $31 and 25 cents. Now, which is what my mine is 31 25. I should have a credit every month of 2708. Now, instead of showing minus 2708, so that you paid 416 all the way down at the very, very bottom, it says, oh, yeah, and by the way, minus 2708 or whatever it happens to be. But they don't tell you for what. It just yeah. says minus. You have to know what to look for. Yeah. Well, and if you, had, if you had done that with several phones, you'd have to add up 
what your credit should be for several phones so mm -hmm. you can keep track of it's not itemized the the individual debits are credits. itemized but not the credits the credits are one lump sum so it's no, like, no, no, they're not a lump sum. It will give you, it will give you line, oh, but it'll, it will give you, but it's at the bottom. Phone. It's not like underneath. Oh. So if like all three of us were on the same plan and all three of us had a credit coming, it right. wouldn't say, you know, you owe X amount of money. Here's your credit. You owe X. Here's, it would just say, Kevin owes this much. Mike owes this much. Elisa owes this much for a total of $300. Okay. Then at the bottom, it would say minus 25, minus 15, minus 12. That's. That unfortunately is not that unusual in billing systems because depending on how complex the bill itself is and their probably their billing system is based on, as you're saying it, a per line basis, that's where they put the detail. And I'm just saying this from experience with billing systems. That's not unusual. And then to put any credits, although typically you see a credit listed as, you know, credit to uh, line number XY, credit to line number AB, you know, so you know, you see all that, you see detail on all the credits separate from all the total charges per bill or per the uh, group of accounts or how, there's different ways you can do it, but that's not terribly unusual, Elisa, but they should give you a little more specificity for it. So I, it, it's just odd. That is odd. I will say that. Lisa's badly looking for something. <laughs> no, I'm looking at my bill. I have it on a. Yeah, all it says here. This is the bill that I just paid. It's got all the different lines. Then it says activity since March 9th. Adjustment 316, which was the free phone. Adjustment 318, which is what they owed me for February. Adjustment 318, which is what they owed me for March. Total credit, $77.64. So they don't have it by line. They just say adjustment, adjustment, adjustment. Again, now, that can I be. Know, I know what it means. Right. But some people who aren't as savvy might go, what? What does that mean? Well, Not realize it's for their particular phone line. That's the reason that whenever you do a billing system, whenever you're working with something like that, I don't mean to go too deep into this, people, and I apologize. That's the reason you set them up in certain ways to give as much information as you can. But then sometimes what you have, you, you're limited. Uh, there's two things that can limit you. One, the physical bill print, because you don't want to, if you've got a lot of stuff going on, you don't want to print extra pages for no damn good reason because that has a cost to it. You know, again, this is an electronic bill, so a slightly different thing. But FYI, generating electronic bills, there is a cost per page, believe it or not. And it's, I, I don't ask me, I, I've argued this till I'm blue in the face, I just gave up on it after a while. Um, it's less than a physical page printed, but it is a cost per page. Uh, but there's other ways they can do it. And, and, you know, it's all in how they want to be perceived from a, um, a customer perspective, you know, some companies will take the approach that let's confuse the customer. Maybe they won't call, and maybe that gives them better, you know, chance to keep money or delay paying out money or delay giving credits. Other companies want to be forthright and upfront and tell you everything because they really don't want you to call. But if they're paying for a big call center, chances are they don't care if you call 
because they got to pay those people either way, which is what I think you're hearing, Alisa. Well, if you look at the bill, it'll show previous statement. It'll say the previous balance and then when you paid it. And then that will show the credits by line, what the phone number is, for the previous bill that was already paid. So like if it was, say the bill was $200, but line A had a $20 credit, line B had a $20 credit, it'll show $200, $20 credit line A, $20 credit line B, total $160 paid. But for the current bill, it just says adjustment, adjustment, adjustment. And it so could also be a lazy me, programmer. It could. It's telling me after the fact what I just paid for, not what I'm about to pay for. Yeah, it's it's all in how they decided to set up their billing system. And it also has to do with how they set up their accounting system, aside from billing. How they you know show debits and credits on their books has some impact on what you're seeing on the bill. And that gets over my head because even though I'm married to an accountant, I am not an accountant. <laughs> Believe me. Um, no. So it you know it's it's decisions that were made at certain times, and sometimes legacy decisions come back to bite your customers in the ass at a later date. I think that's what you're seeing right now. Oh, it's terrible. So, well, that's that's a shame, but I understand. I understand your pain. I completely understand your pain. Because I just went through the whole hassle with Verizon for my home phone, trying to get it lowered down because they just kept raising the bill and raising the bill. I was paying $100 a month for my landline. I'm going, what the? I hardly even use this thing. $100? Yeah. So by the time you added all the taxes and all the other shit. So I got it. Uh, I called them the other day and got it down to either. No, what is it? I got it down to $79 total. By the time I, but I have wiring protection, so if the wiring in the house goes bad, they have to fix that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then all the taxes, and so that I can at least make unlimited calls in the what they call LATA, local area telephone. I can't remember what it stands for anymore, but everybody's in certain LATAs within the phone company. Look it up, folks. L A T A, and you can see what LATA you're in for phone service, and that determines where you can make free local calls that's that's the area that you can do even though you might have to dial 10 digits it's still a free call so i and i took off international calling i took off all this other horse shit that i didn't use because frankly now i'm like a lot of the millennials i'm using my cell phone more and more so they, we only keep a copper line because you know what no matter what utilities go out guess what never usually goes out the phone line so if i need help i can get it well, ours is the all-in-one package, so when the cable goes down, the phone goes down. Well, now I do have a separate line that's part of my cable phone, uh, but I only have it on the one phone down here. And actually now, since I took off some of the long-distance calling, if I don't use my cell phone to call some of my friends that are in the, you know, out in the West or out on the West Coast or something like that, I can either use my cell phone or just come down here and use this phone because it has all that. And this is part of my package. It's Excuse me, it's the all-in-one deal. Oh, excuse me. So, we'll see how that goes. I'll let you know after we get the first bill if they actually lowered it, because I've been through this a few times, and they come back, well, you never called. I said, yes, I did call. And I tell them the date, time. oh, yeah, you did. Let us redo that. And it's like, oh, jeez. Just yep. fix it. So Feel your pain. So we'll see how that goes. Um, with that, we'll move on to our picks for the week. 
uh, since we bitched and complained enough about things, let's 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 move to a happy place and let's be different this week and start with Michael. Well, I think Kevin saw what I picked and I think he likes it. Um, so yeah, because uh, like I said in the weather report, the weather's warmed up, and so I'm in a spring frame of mind, and so I got to thinking about you know it's going to be nice to eventually you know go outside. Not that I spend a lot of time outside for pleasure sometimes i'll go out there but you know we, we do like to cook out once in a while when the family comes home it'd be nice to cook and so i'm out there looking and i uh, found this nice uh it's a stainless steel four burner gas grill with side burner and it's a nice looking outfit it's uh it's uh, like i said stainless steel and it's got a looks like a couple drawers for uh storing things in and i the big uh door i'm going to assume is where your gas tank goes but it looks like it's got some storage built into it a couple hooks to hang your uh turners and your forks and your uh tongs from a uh, nice little cover that flips up so uh and a side burner so it, it, this looks like you know we put on our because uh, last or a couple weeks ago um uh a couple weeks ago i had the uh, patio uh benches to put out back there and so why not put a nice uh, grill out there i'm going to ignore the comments because they're typing things right now and i'm trying to talk without being distracted by these people but uh so yeah that's my pick a nice uh, summertime thing to and you know maybe lisa would want to put this out there by her pool sounds good it looks nice i like the the uh, utensil holder well you know i had the grill i had prior to the one i have now was a gas grill and um i Got when it crapped out, I got rid of it and went back to a charcoal grill because I don't, for what a gas grill cost, I wasn't feeling like I was getting enough benefit out of it. And besides that, I like the carcinogens and the taste that the charcoal provides over gas. It does taste good, but it takes forever. Well, I use the Matchlight charcoal, so it takes like five, maybe ten, about ten minutes to get ready. Because I put it in my, I've got a a Weber, I forget what it's called. It's a big round one, um, and it's it's real nice. It's easy to get the ash and stuff out of. It only takes about ten minutes before it's hot and ready to go. So I mean, I don't mind that. I that's when I take a lot of the pictures of the trees that I post online while I'm sitting out on the deck uh, in the shade. I try to get back at, next to the house in the shade out of the sun because the sun hurts. Ow! <laughs> but anyway. I do that, but that's a nice looking grill, Mike. It's a real nice looking grill. Oh, yeah. I think you should order it. Uh, yeah, then my credit card would gasp and give up the ghost. So. Just bill it to Kevin. Well, okay, that. Well, if we're gonna do that, I got a list of things. You know, wait to actually, get you bill. could move up to go to the uh, the Weber, the one right next to it. If you scroll down, six hundred dollars. Well, there you but, go. I, I'll put it this way: You ever tried to get blood out of a turnip? <laughs> well, I'm just picturing as he gets the bill, all of a sudden, Lisa, uh, uh, or Lisa will look down at her watch and, hey, this thing is vibrating. And, oh, God, Kevin, it's like his heartbeat's like 3,000, then her watch explodes. So you know. <laughs> Only $91 for expert assembly. Yeah. Well, you know, when, when I got my last one, it was pretty big. Uh, I paid Lowe's. I mean, it was already put together, but I paid Lowe's the $75 delivery fee. Now I could have put it on the back of my truck and hauled it home. But the problem was bringing it around back and taking it up the stairs, up onto the deck, up a flight of stairs, lower deck, turn up another flight, a short flight of stairs. So they came to drop the grill off and they dropped it in front of the garage door. My wife went, Oh no, 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 no. 
we paid the $75 for it to be delivered to the deck. And I said, what do you mean? She said, I will call the manager if you want to talk about it. Take it around back. Take it up on the deck. So they had to schlep it around the back of the house and carry it up the stairs. And, you know, it's my deck's a little over a story off the ground at that point. So, uh, yeah, they weren't getting away with they weren't getting away with dropping it right at the at the garage. I would have, I would well, I would have flipped out too. I would have <laughs> called him and said, "No, no, no, no! I wouldn't have paid seventy five dollars to bring it and leave it at my garage door." Right, yeah, because you could have done that yourself. Exactly. That's why I have a truck. So, <laughs> I mean, I could have done that much. So, but a very good pick. So, Miss Pacelli, what would you like to tell us what you sure. picked? So, a couple of episodes ago, I had picked a sound bar for a TV. I think I can't remember now if it was a Sonos or a Bose. I think it was um, a Bose. I think so too. So. This one is a Sonos Playbase. It's six hundred ninety nine dollars. It's not going to be available until April fourth, so about two more weeks. But this one is made for TVs that you put you put this on, t- on under you put this underneath your TV, so your TV sits on it, or you can still mount your TV on the wall but put this on a cabinet that sits in, because a lot of people will have a TV on the wall, but have like a little cabinet underneath the TV. Right. This will, you can just put on top of the cabinet and it's full theater sound. And it also streams music if you're not watching TV. Yeah. So it looked pretty good. And it's got, it says simple two chord setup. It's got one for the power and one for the TV. That's it. So it's really simple sounds, you know, it's supposed to sound really good. Um, it just it just looked interesting. I like, I like the than, idea. I like the yeah, a little little more than I'm going to spend, but it holds up to seventy seven pounds for the TV. Doesn't take up that much space. It's heavy. I think it's about was it eighteen pounds? Just trying to scroll down to where it is. I think it said it was eighteen pounds. Um, yeah, eighteen see. almost nineteen pounds. Just down toward the bottom. It has. 10 amplified speaker drivers, six mid-range, three tweeters, one woofer. It has adjustable bass treble loudness control. It's 18.85 pounds, and it has an iPhone app that you would use to adjust everything like you do with the Sonos speakers. Very it's cool. Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, not Bluetooth. Or you can hook it up to Ethernet if you have Ethernet close by. Hmm. More than I'd want to spend, but it would be nice. I believe it's oh, trying to see here. I thought I saw it might also have Android. Most of them do. Most everything's both. It's not just uh, iOS. So, but, uh, you know, this might be something to actually put on my Christmas list for next year. I like this. I really yeah, do. Yeah, it is. It's nice, but $700. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's more than my TV cost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So, I think the TV we have in my family room, which is where I'd put this, was 149 or something for a 32-inch. Yeah, I think the the 50-inch TV upstairs, I think, was about $400, so, or maybe a yeah, little this, more. This works with any 32 to 60-inch TV, up to 60 pounds. Well, that's the funny thing about oh, TVs. Sorry, that was a TV base. The, that's the funny thing about like. TVs. They weigh almost nothing anymore. I mean, it's, you know, you can get a 65-inch TV, and it's more bulk than it is weight. Yeah. Yeah. This also says that it plays everything. So it plays what comes from your cable box, your gaming console, satellite box, Blu-ray player, your television, 
Um, it also has night sounds. So it says at lower volumes, quiet sounds get a slight boost while loud ones are automatically reduced. So you don't wake up the whole house. It keeps the, di- it keeps the dialogue volume consistent. That's important. Which is nice oh. because they, they, there's supposed to be an FCC law that said when you change channels, it's supposed to be the same level. <laughs> so untrue. That's true. Total bullshit. Yeah, so untrue. But this does look really cool. I like it. Very good, Lisa. Thank you. little golf clap. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Well, my pick is, I think I might actually be slightly copying something that Elisa picked a few shows ago, but I've been looking at mass storage for different reasons, uh, mainly to back up things for other people, my in-laws and stuff like that remotely and all that sort of thing. So I picked the Synology Disk Station DS four one six Slim, and I bought and I that of that is three hundred and or two hundred and eighty nine dollars, and then I order three two terabyte drives to go in it, so giving me a total of six terabytes of uh, storage to work with for myself and family. So um, I I. It would be nice to be able to put video up there and have it streamed so that my in-laws could pick it up or my brother-in-law could pick it up or whomever. Do it that way. So I have a, feel like I have a little more control over it. And Synology really has a good rep for what they do. I mean, Dave Hamilton talks about Synology all the time. He and John both do. Um, and I just think they're a quality company. The apps and stuff that you can get for it, Plex and everything else that you can run on it, because it's not a dumb... It's not dumb. I mean, it's a NAS, so no, no NAS is truly a dumb device. Uh, but this has a lot of interfaces and stuff that you can put on it. It has a very nice GUI that's a web interface. So, and plus you can manage it with your phone if you want to, or you know, it, you know your your tablet or your phone, uh, both Android and iOS. And I think it supports Linux too. It has, even has a Linux client. Have you um, noticed that uh, Don McAllister has done a screencast online the last two weeks about Synology? That's another thing that had me thinking about Synology is that I haven't had a chance to watch it in detail. I planned to, I was waiting for him to come out with the second half. I'll probably watch it this week. But yeah, that's that's another thing. If Don recommends it and Dave recommended it, two people I have, you know, high regard for, then mm-hmm. it makes me think that this is something I'm gonna need. The other good thing is at this price, even though it's you know, a want now, it's something I could probably slip on the Christmas list and uh, maybe acquire if I haven't acquired before then. I think my next big IT purchase is a mesh network for the house, but that's a topic for another show. So before we go too far down the rat hole, I'll let people introduce themselves, and of course we have to let the ladies go first. Michael, oh no, I mean Elisa. No, oh, I was waiting for Mike, okay. Um, on Twitter, I'm at Sensei Dai. Hello to you too, Mike. <laughs> And uh, the website is 3geekyladies.com with the number three spelled out, which is the podcast I do with Vicki Stokes and Susie Gilbert. Yes, folks. And they're about to do their 100th episode. So go have a listen, see what it is, because I'm sure they'll be dancing and money in the streets and everything. So please go have a Well, there's no point now because you gave away all the surprises. Uh, okay. Well, damn. Sorry about that. But there will be major prizes awarded, folks. I'm just I'm pretty sure of it. Maybe a personally autographed piece of paper from Elisa. Okay. You can do that. 
I can do that. (laughs) Michael, where would folks find out more about you should they care to know about what you're doing? I mean, doing. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, if Elisa wants to sign her name on the bottom of a check and just leave it blank, I will gladly fill in in the mouth. Yeah, that's happening. Sure. Just, yeah. Uh, But anyway, if you do want to uh, hear some more of my wit and wisdom, if you do, I don't know why, please seek psychological help. But anyway, if you do want to hear what I have to say, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at DSC Chipman or have my about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M-C-P-E-E-K. Yes, folks, go go follow Mike so that he can you can see what he's doing, not gooing yes. on. I don't think he's yes. posted any twit goo yet, Twitter goo, but one never no, knows. No, I haven't. Folks, if you want to find out more about me, you can always go over to twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A or about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. Links back over to that and other things I may have done, crimes I may have committed in the past. If you want to find out more about the show, go to geekiestshowever.com. And reviews and comments and iTunes are always welcome. We thank all of you that have done that. We really do appreciate it. Helps the show get discovered and helps us pick up new listeners. And they may also need psychological help if they're adding us to their list. But we'll see how that goes. So, folks, we want to thank you for downloading and listening. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the show as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. And if you do nothing else between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. This is Optimus Prime calling all Autobots. Prime to all Autobots. A new tech fan podcast has been released. Return to base immediately so that we can all enjoy the humans talking about technology. Repeat, Optimus Prime to all Autobots. A new tech fan podcast from Spotlight Network has been released. Return to base immediately. Immediately.